Today is Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. This is the Unknown Godcast. I'm Jeff. Well, hi, Jeff. I'm Missy. Hi, everybody. Happy Sunday. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Who are you rooting for? I don't really have a... uh, As if I don't know. (laughs) As if you don't know. Well, I'm a Colts fan, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Well, I'm really voting for the commercials, but I do have a, a San Francisco... It's not a 49ers sweatshirt, but it just says San Francisco. So I figure, why not be a 49ers fan? <laughs> so because you have a shirt that says San Francisco yes. on it. It seems logical to me. I think people might think I'm a 49ers fan. Perfectly so logical. I'm going to go with it. There you go. All right. Works. I own it. Own it. Just <laughs> own it. All right. So this is a little different than what we normally do. Um, it's Sunday, number one. We don't normally do a show on Sunday. But we want to come on because we're going to change things up a little bit. Uh, normally, we go through the Bible. If you've been following us for a while, we do a chapter a day. We just do a daily Bible reading, give a few of our thoughts. But we're going to be doing a community church, a community church, a community <laughs> group at our church uh, here locally in Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, at Sunlight Community Church. We're going to do that Fridays, and we're going to base the community group on the readings that we were doing a chapter a day. But we, as we started thinking about it, that's kind of a large swath of Scripture to try to break down. So it's really hard to kind of keep up with because we'd be going through a whole bunch of the Bible. So we wanted to narrow it down a little bit and decided that we will just study a specific book. And we decided on the book of Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to slow it way down and we're going to dive way in. Yeah. So because we're going to start our group. Actually, we're starting our group on Friday. Mm-hmm. And we have Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's six days. And there's six chapters in Ephesians. So we figured it would be good to give it a whole go over. We're going to take this week and read chapter by chapter like we were doing, except for we're going to stop when we get to chapter six, and then we're going to go back and we're going to dive in. We're going to go back to chapter one, and we're going to go through the the study. Yeah, Um, so this week will be the overview. mm -hmm. So chapters one through six, we'll read the whole book. We'll get Mm -hmm. a good idea of, of what the whole book taken as a whole says. And uh, we're not going to dive in too deep on these studies this Mm -hmm. week. We just want to get familiar with the text, maybe get a little bit of background, um, and just just get our feet wet Mm -hmm. into Ephesians. But this is going to be way slower than what we normally do. Yeah. Um, This is a 12-week study in one book. Mm -hmm. That one book has six chapters, so we are slowing it way down. Um, I'm kind of excited about that because what we're trying to do here is we want to try to make it an interactive Bible study. We have an online group. We have the podcast. So if you guys want to join along with us, uh, that would be awesome. We have the Facebook group. So even if you can't be here locally, um, we hope we can do this globally. Let's put mm-hmm. it online and let's have a... Uh, yeah. And the study we're using is John MacArthur. So it's a, it's a solid study. It's really it's really 
a great study. He's it's super detailed, really organized. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like I really like the the study guide, um, John MacArthur. You can't really go wrong with him. Yeah, and what we'll do is we'll actually put the link to purchase that in the description if you want to. It's like eight bucks. On yeah, Amazon. eight bucks. You can so follow along. So if you want to follow along, you can, or you can just listen and, and check it out on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. If you do, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to jump right into it. Oops, sorry. No, no. Oh, I was just going to say we want to give an overview. No, I, suppose, like, I suppose you give a little bit of background. Yeah, right? a little bit of background. <laughs> but also, I mean, this week is going to seem like normal because we're going chapter by chapter. But after we're done on Friday, we're going to back it up. We're going to back right. it up and mm-hmm. dive in. Yeah. So um, so tell me a little bit about <laughs> Ephesians, Jeff. Okay, then, by way of introduction, uh, the letter to the Ephesians, it was written by Paul. It is thought to be written to the church at Ephesus uh, during one of his imprisonments. Um, that Most scholars think it was while he was in Rome, somewhere around under house arrest, somewhere between uh, 60 and 62 AD, somewhere around there. There's also some dispute whether or not this was actually written to the church at Ephesus. Um, it's kind of general in, in what it speaks about. So this could have been a letter that was meant to go around to many churches and just happened to go to Ephesus first. Some of the early manuscripts don't actually mention Ephesus in particular. So it's possible that this could have been meant to be circulated around to different churches mm-hmm. as well. Just like, now I read it, now here you read it. Right. Like, yeah, passing it around. around to the uh-huh. next church, yeah. Because you got to remember, back in those days, you didn't have just multiple copies of, oh, right. of books, right? It was very expensive yeah. <laughs> to write anything down. So things would be passed from yeah. church to church. It's interesting. Um, now, if you want to know a little bit of background of the the forming or the formation of the church at Ephesus, go back and read Acts 18 and 19. In 18, Paul goes through the town, and he leaves there Priscilla and Aquila, power couple, there to uh, kind of spread the gospel, and he returns there on his third missionary journey, which is in Acts 19, and he stays there for two or three years. He stays there for a long time, um, and it causes a bit of uproar in the city of Ephesus. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things take place. Um, the the town, you, you almost notice, if you, if you read in Acts 19, there seems to be a bit of a revival that happens in the city of Ephesus. People see the idolatry that they have, because Ephesus, one of the most well-known things of Ephesus was it had the um, the Temple of Artemis, oh yeah, which is one of the seven wonders of the ancient mm-hmm. world. This was the goddess um, Diana to the Romans, um, and this was a big deal because this there was a whole um, industry built around the the Temple of Artemis and pagan worship. Uh, there were silversmiths that would sell these these idols, these actual things that people could buy to worship. And uh, if you want to just see how the gospel can disrupt hmm. uh, a city... Turn the world upside down. Turn the world upside <laughs> down, yes. Um, it's really interesting. So if you want to get a little backdrop on this on your own, go back and read Acts, um, the end of Acts 18 and Acts 19, and you get a good idea of kind of the formation of this church in Ephesus. Yeah, that's great. And as we get into the book of Ephesians, we'll read... Um, I really like the way it's laid out. So the first three chapters... Are the are packed full of Christian doctrine, <laughs> teachings that we now have, um, but what they are are their truths that remind us of the gospel, and the mystery of God, the plan of God that the Gentiles would be brought in to the family of faith, and the first three chapters really just lay out God's 
glorious riches he lavishes upon us through Christ Jesus. It's a reminder of what the gospel is, the gospel of our salvation. Um, so the first three chapters are just laying out that beautiful truth for us. And then four through six, the last three chapters, are how we are to walk in light of those truths, right? How we are to live our lives in a manner worthy of our calling, you'll hear Paul say. Um, but the first three chapters are to remind us of the glorious truth of the gospel, and then the last three tell us are kind of the therefore. Therefore, how should we walk according mm. to this these truths, right? Yeah, that's good. So, so as we read the whole book this week, uh, it's probably a good idea to to listen to it or read it yourself as if it were um, a letter from Paul written to your own church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just think about reading that letter from Paul to your own church and and, and try to pay attention to what stands out um, as unique or significant to you and get yourself a little notebook or order one of these books from John MacArthur and write your notes in it. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Take Kind of take this week, if you're listening to this, if you get a head start with us, take this week and just read it over the whole book. It's not long. It's six chapters. You could go through it in just, you know, 15 minutes or so. And if there's things that stick out, if there's things that you question, if there's things that are hard to understand, write those questions down. And hopefully we can get to those as we kind of work our way through this study. Like I said, it's going to be 12 weeks through right. six chapters of Scripture. So we're going much slower than we normally yeah. do but I'm very excited about it. And again, this week, it's going to seem like our normal readings because we're going chapter by chapter only until once we're done, we're going to go, we're going to back up and we're going to dig into, you know, the lessons. So. All right. So we're going to jump into it and we're going to start the reading today. We're going to go ahead and read chapter one. So again, Ephesians chapter one, we read out of the ESV version if you want to follow along word for word. So without any further ado. Here we go. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of His glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, 
that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So I love how Paul highlights, he, he reflects on the Trinity and, and on the triune God is how the triune God accomplishes our salvation yeah. in the very opening of this. And verses three through six, it, um, God, the father chose his people before the foundation of the world. And so that's, that's election. We're elected by the father. And then in verses seven through 10, uh, God, the son accomplished redemption for his people redeemed by the son Mm -hmm. elected by the father redeemed by the son in verses 11 through 14 god the spirit applies redemption to us and assures us that the inheritance is ours and there were sealed by the spirit so god the father elects us god the son redeems us god the spirit seals us and there you have the trinity yeah in those first uh, opening, what, 14 verses, yeah. yeah, you see the work of the triune God in our redemption, mm-hmm. um, in our salvation, uh, making known to us the mystery of his will, mm-hmm. that um, that even Gentiles will be brought in to the family of faith, yeah. right? Right. There's a lot of a lot of doctrine in here, too. The, the, um, the elect, uh, verses 3 through 6, um, that were chosen... Yeah, there's this these first this opening chapter of Ephesians mm-hmm. is packed full of Christian doctrine. Yeah. Yes, um, we have uh, verse four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before Him in love. So, yeah. So we have predestination mm-hmm. is one. Um, what else? Adoption mm-hmm. is adoption. another. In verse five having predestined us to adoption as mm-hmm. sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Yeah, we have redemption, mm-hmm. uh, forgiveness of sins. I mean, there's it's just packed full. I mean, just I love how much glorious truth is packed mm-hmm. in just this first chapter. Yeah, so. redemption is in verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, mm-hmm. the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Yeah. This is a really rich, rich book. So really? it absolutely is. And we want to leave you guys with a few questions mm. to think about. Yeah, we're um, not going to dive too deep because we're going to... Yeah, we're going to break this down soon. So. Yeah, we're going to go back and, and go into the study. But um, some questions to think about mm-hmm. and to, you know, maybe go back and answer is um, um, how how is salvation accomplished? And yeah. like, why did God bestow his grace on us? And... Uh, what does what does the future hold for those who put their faith in Christ? So maybe just chew on those questions. They're in this chapter. Mm-hmm. If you take those questions, go back and read. Actually, they're in verses 
Well, anyway, go find them. <laughs> go find them. <laughs> um, we're just doing an overview. Yeah. And, and so next week we're going to start diving in. So Yeah. So just wanted to touch on something quick, give you guys something to think about. Mm-hmm. And as we go through each day this week, we're going to go through the entire book. And like I said, our first group meeting, a physical meeting, will actually be on Friday. If you're local, you can join us. It's at Port St. Lucie at our church in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Sunlight, Sunlight Community Church. There you go. So uh, that's it for today. Tomorrow we will jump into Ephesians chapter 2. We hope you guys have a wonderful day. God willing, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Go 49ers. Go 49ers. (laughs) God bless. God bless.